Yo, 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 and welcome to yet another episode of Hot Takes with CMM. It's just going to be M today doing a solo show because C is handling some business, but I'm excited. I missed you guys. Semester is finally over, which means we get to bang out these episodes a lot sooner, a lot faster, and all summer. So I'm very, very excited for that. Semester went great, but a lot has happened. John Morant has messed up yet again. The NBA playoffs have been going crazy. The lottery was tonight. Then we had the NFL draft that took place. And then so many good things have happened with, you know, players and coaches alike being able to go back and get their degrees or finish the degrees that they started several years ago. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it for today's episode. So we started with John Morant. So recently, John Morant found himself in yet another situation. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Nothing has seemed to change. You know, the apology that he gave a couple weeks ago about he was going to change his behavior and that he understood what he did wrong and yada, yada, yada. You know, the whole synopsis he gave everybody and everybody was like, oh, yeah, we're about to see what he's about or I believe him or whatever. But the thing about it is you can say one thing and do a whole nother. And he did a whole nother thing. He was on Instagram Live again, flashed a gun, which it allegedly looked like a gun, but pretty sure it's a gun. And this time, the commissioner is talking about, you know, he suspects it to be bad, so they're going to pretty much throw a book at him. And it's just a shame to see him basically throwing away such a magnificent opportunity for something that's not going to be worth it in the end, for you to impress a couple people on Instagram or impress your homeboys or, you know, your family back home or whatever it is. There, there's just no reason for it. It's, it's hustling backwards. It's such a waste of talent, of time and energy. Everything that people put into you, your parents and coaches, relatives, your, your other friends, you know, the ones that aren't getting you involved in foolishness like this, you know, your siblings and just all of that going to waste essentially because you want to live, live a lifestyle and do stuff that you ain't got no business doing. As you continue to elevate and grow in your celebrity or you becoming more and more famous like he is, I mean, he has Nike commercials and Powerade and shoes and he's the face of the Memphis Grizzlies and he could be soon the face of the NBA and he's willing to throw all of that away so he can flash guns and throw money and all that type of stuff. And ain't nobody saying anything wrong with that. But the NBA is a business at the end of the day and businesses have rules. The NBA has rules about their policies, about how they feel about firearms and you doing things that could be detrimental to the business. So it's not about him, you know, having these rights or those rights or whatever. He does have those rights. But when you are part of a business, they have their own rights. They have their own standards. They have their own rules that you must abide and follow by, period. Now, if you don't like it, then you don't have to work there, which means you don't have to play in the NBA. They don't have to do anything. But if you do, then that means you have to abide by the rules and standards that are in place. It's not up for discussion. So for him to continuously keep finding himself in these situations that are now costing him money because he missed out on a $200 million extension because he didn't make one of the all-NBA teams, so he already missed out on money, and now he's about to miss out on more money, because he's more than likely about to lose some of these endorsements, like the Powerade, the Nike, he might lose the Nike, I mean, the shoes are already out there, but who knows what could happen with that, and any other endorsements that he had, 
I mean, it's just, it's just a sad, sad tale at the end of the day, you know, about a young man that's basically going down the wrong road, you know, and then he releases his apology or whatever, talking about he's going to be better and all this other stuff. It, honestly, I want to believe him. I do. I do. But until we start seeing some change action, what, what you're saying is just words. It's just words. It's just words, sir. So when we start seeing some change action, then that's when we can start believing it. And I'm not angry, I'm not upset, I'm not disappointed. Because I can't be angry and upset and disappointed at him when he's not angry and upset and disappointed himself. Because he keeps doing it. He keeps finding himself in these situations. With that, with the mall incident going up there and, you know, basically roughing up a 17-year-old and shooting, you know, flashing a gun at the basketball um, game in his yard or whatever he was doing with that. And then at his sister's game and... You know, trying to beat somebody up in the stands. It's just, it's just one thing after another with him. And it's not positive. It's never positive. <laughs> it's like whatever positive things he was doing, it's like that's all been negated at this point. Because all we have now is negative reports. Whenever you put John Romero up now, it's just negative stuff. It's nothing about any of the positivity that he may have been doing in the community. Or that he may have done, you know, in the city of Memphis, for example. Because all we're seeing is the stuff that he has been doing that has not been positive and has been negative. And it's a shame, you know? You get to put how you want to be perceived out in the news, you know? You, you do get to create that type of image for yourself because you are in control of your life for the most part. There are, there are some aspects that are outside of your control, but for the most part, you're in control of your life. So he's making these decisions knowingly, <laughs> and yet we're, we're not forming an opinion about him, but I mean... You're finding yourself continuously over and over again these things that you don't even need to be in. Surround yourself with people who want to uplift you, want to see you reach your ultimate potential, which is getting all your money, getting generational wealth, and handling your business and becoming the face of the NBA. Doing what you need to do, really cementing yourself in the city of Memphis. Having it be a parade inside your city in a positive way. (laughs) Not a parade inside of your city with all these other instances. Let's stop the instances and let's start the positivity. You know, that's that's just what I have to say on that. Honestly, there's really nothing else to be said because until he starts taking it seriously, he wants to change. Then there's nothing that anybody can say or do. It don't matter if his dad talked to him, his mother, teammates, coaches, counselors. It don't matter until somebody wants to change and they see something wrong with their behavior. They're going to continuously keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Until they get tired of it. But then if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, thinking that you are going to get a different result, you're just being insane because that's that's what it is. You're not going to change. It's just insanity at that point because you're doing the same thing over and over again, thinking that something's going to change. And it's not. You already know how this ends. You just do. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, still recognize your friends and, and, you know, appreciate where you come from and remember where you came from and stuff like that. But you can't bring everybody with you. As you continue to elevate and everything like that. That don't mean that you forget them now. You go back and, you know, support them, you know, help them start businesses or, you know, just be appreciative, still be in a circle, whatever you want to do. But you don't have to be around them people 24-7. You know, it ain't nothing like, you know, you go home, you see them when you're at home or whatever. Like, man, it's so good to see you, whatever, whatever. And then you go back and handle your business because of who you are. This is, this is the lifestyle that you've chosen. You've chosen to work hard, to get to this point, to get to this level. Don't throw it all away for people that are not going to be able to pay a check, <laughs> that aren't going to be able to do anything, so that you can keep releasing these apologies and then have people wonder if you mean it or not. You know? 
Because that's really where we are. We're wondering, do you even really mean it or not? Do you? You know? Because there's going to probably be something else that comes out. You know? It's just, we don't know if you need here or there. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's really, really sad to see ultimately. It really is ultimately sad. So I really do genuinely hope that this was the wake-up call that he needed. Because it looks like the suspension is going to come down hard. It's going to come down hard. Because they have to set an example. They have to show that, you know, what he got last time was a slap on the wrist. This is not going to be no slap on the wrist. This could be games. This could be months. It may even be the whole season, you know. Because I think the commissioner tired of dealing with it, too. <laughs> Shoot. But ultimately, he's put himself in this situation. Memphis, as, as an organization, has created this type of culture. That's why they do what they do. That's why they do all that talking. They do all that front running. And they ain't won nothing. And that's, that's why they one of the most disliked teams in the NBA because of that. You do all this talk, you do all this front running, you got these coaching things, you got these wannabe, you got these wannabe, you know, whatever they want to be. And then here we are, foolishness. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It really is. So hopefully this was the wake-up call that he needed and that there is really going to be some genuine change and genuine work that's going to be taken, that's going to be taken, um, on his behalf and on his part, so he really can be the best version of the best John Morant that he can be for himself. Forget the basketball player, because you're not going to be playing basketball forever. You need to be the best John Morant that you can be beyond basketball and just in life in general, in general. So we're going we to have to see what, how that develops, and obviously as the story continues to develop and what happens with that there, we're going to obviously update you on here and, you know, talk, and talk about it like we're doing now. But hopefully, you know, this was what he needed and that there will be some change behavior, true change behavior going forward. Now, getting on into the draft lottery today. So we see that the Spurs have won the Wimby sweepstakes. I mean, essentially, we believe that the Spurs will be taking that, um, be taking him. And I mean, can you leap up to the hype? I mean, we've seen him play a couple games in France. He's been pretty good over there. I mean, he's seven foot five. He has guard skills. He can dunk. He can pass. He can block. I mean, He's, he's a, a very unique specimen to <laughs> that we've ever seen anybody this type of size that can do what he can do. So it's just going to be very interesting to see what he does in the league. And if the Spurs really do take him, because who knows? The Spurs may surprise us all, but I would, you know, bet bet on everything. They probably do end up taking this kid. I mean, that he ain't been hyped up for no reason. You know what I'm saying? It's just, can he live up to the hype? I mean, it may take some time or he may come out and actually just have an immediate impact, which would be something that that San Antonio organization needs, considering they haven't had somebody that's had that type of impact really since Kawhi, maybe. Kawhi and the Tony Park and the Martin Ginobili era and, the, you know, Tim Duncan and, you know, they had LaMarcus Aldridge come in and DeMar DeRozan and, you know, things like that. But, you know, that was that was what it was and everything like that. Um, but this, this has the type of impact to be a generational talent that really could be franchise altering and franchise changing. So we're really excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see him be able to play stateside because after really able to catch too many of the, the French games when they were live, I mean, seeing highlights, I mean, man, it's, it's very, very impressive though. I mean, well, ultimately at the end of the day, what we're seeing. So very, very excited about that for him, for sure. Um, then the Hornets got the second pick. I mean, I mean, the Hornets are the Hornets at this point, child. I mean, they, they're they hit and miss. <laughs> That's what we can basically say. They are hit and miss. You don't know what you're going to get. They may hit. They may miss. I mean, they, they've had a lot of misses. They've had a lot of misses. 
Um, but they've had some hits, you know. I mean, they got, uh, you know, Melo up there, and Miles Bridges is going to come back. So he's fairly fairly decent and things like that. And I don't know, maybe they take the Scoot Henderson kid, which could be great. You know, that's another. Uh, Melo could be, you know, shooting guard, or Scoot could be the shooting guard, or whatever however that plays out. So that could be a nice little combo and everything going forward. But it's just, I don't know. <laughs> we really don't know what to expect from Charlotte. Unfortunately, they are just who they are pretty much. Okay, so Portland, they go ahead and got the third pick here. Um, you know, that could be interesting what they do with that pick simply because Dame said he really ain't looking to be playing with this young talent no more and keep hoping and praying that, you know, things are gonna change and they're gonna be able to be a championship contender. So, you know, they might be looking to really start a rebuild over there with that third pick overall and everything like that. So we'll have to see how the Board falls. So I think that's pretty much where the job's really gonna start get it started to get interesting. It's pretty much around that third pick. And then Houston, you know, they're they need a little culture reset a little bit. I think that's why they brought in Emeo Duco Uduko, uh, defensive minded guy. Obviously, was right there, to, you know, coaching in the NBA Finals last year. Ran into some, you know, trouble. <laughs> essentially, is what we're gonna call it here during the end of his tenure, but, I mean, they have a lot of young talent up there. Uh, Kenyon Martin and Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, you know, just to name a few. Kevin Porter Jr., so, but just to name a few, but they all need to kind of be, you know, brought together, mature a little bit more and stuff, and then they're adding yet another young piece, so more importantly, they more importantly than ever, they just need to add some veteran presence to teach these guys how to, you know, be a little bit more mature, be more pro-like, and um, be able to get some defense going down there for them, obviously, too. So, But they're a very fun and exciting team. I mean, good to see them get up and down the court and things like that they do. So it's going to be really interesting to see what type of uh, mindset that Ime brings to them and what they do this upcoming season. And then around at the top five, we've got Detroit. It's another young team, lots of young talent on there. Kate Cunningham and James Wiseman and uh, Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivey, just to name a few. The same, pretty much same thing. Need some veteran talent, things like that. They're also looking for a new coach, so they need to get a new voice in there, somebody that can help coach these kids up and help them really develop to where they need to be at and things of that nature. So it's going to be very exciting to see, but they're a very exciting and fun team to watch and everything like that. And as they continue to mature and get better and better and grow older, they're going to be a, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in a couple of years. I think I really do. I really, excuse me. I really, really do. So we're going to see what happens with that there because they really have been very, very impressive, honestly. <laughs> so uh, getting into the playoffs a little bit here. So the Nuggets and the Lakers have now made it to the Western Conference Finals as well as the Celtics and the Heat. So very much a bubble, a bubble remix bubble remix, because uh, <laughs> it's part two that's taking place. So good game. The Nuggets and Lakers tonight, very exciting. Uh, Jokic went off as usual. How is this man not the MVP? <laughs> Jamal Murray, great supporting cast. Supporting cast for them: Bruce Brown, Contagious Caldwell Pope, um, Michael Porter Jr. Everybody came together. They helped play a really flawless game with some beautiful prayers that were put up by Jokic and Murray. I mean, they were just playing out of their mind. Really, they played their best game. But the Lakers, I mean, you can't can't deny what they did there. I mean, the Lakers ultimately, um, they, 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 uh, 
They didn't play their best, but they only lost by six. <laughs> they only lost by six. Now, the Nuggets were up for a majority of the game. You know, and they played probably one of the you know most complete games we've seen in the playoffs thus far. But <laughs> the Lakers did only lose by six, so they should probably feel they probably should be feeling really good going into the game, I believe on Thursday. So LeBron was still LeBron AD, absolutely went off and was AD. But the question remains to be seen, is he going to be that same dominant presence and force that he was tonight? Is he going to be on Thursday? You know, they need their supporting cast, you know, Austin Reeves, D'Lo, things like that, because they can't play as poorly as they did, you know, today if they plan to continuously keep contending for these championships and going for you know, going forward to contend for the championship this year. So they got, they're going to have to be better, and I expect them to be as well. Um, but I do have the Nuggets in seven. I'm going to say seven. I think the Lakers are going to bring them to the brink, but I think the Nuggets are going to be able to pull it out, and they're going to be competing in the finals ultimately. I just feel like this is their year. They have the best player to me in the series in Jokic because Jokic can go ahead and go get you basically a triple-double every night that he's out there. <laughs> I mean, he don't look like he can do all lot, but the man can shoot, pass, and deliver some beautiful passes at that. Um, get you get get the scoring going, you know, set, play defense, screen. I mean, get rebounds. You can go ahead and get you know ten, twenty offensive rebounds just by himself. Really, just just because of how big and dominant that he is. So, I mean, to me, they got the best player in the series, Justin Jokic. Um, so. But um, if AD plays like he did tonight, hey, that that's why he's going to be going to seven games <laughs> right there because of what AD, what AD can be. When AD's on one like he was tonight, hey, listen, he's one of the best players in this league. When he does, you know, kind of those dumpster fires that we try to figure out where that player go- has gone that we just saw recently, it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, it's just, oh, my goodness gracious. It was like, dude, where did you go? But, hey, LeBron was LeBron, you know, with the sporting cast, ultimately the people that got to stand up, you know, Hachimura, D'Lo, Vando, Reeves, all them people that got to be able to step up, everything like that, because Denver's bench just ultimately outplayed them tonight. That That's just, that's just that. You know, Bruce Brown was amazing. Um, just, you know, just the, just to think about the main contributor from that bench. So, it's, uh, you know, you got to have some of the Lakers that can either get a couple guys that can do, do what, uh, do, uh, bring the, bring the heat, or, uh, you got to have one guy that can at least go off on your bench and, you know, be able to bring you, bring you up out of there. So, you know, we'll see how that develops, obviously. I mean, this is just the beginning of the series, but I still got the Nuggets in seven. The Celtics and Heat, I believe that starts tomorrow. So, with that series, I mean, I wasn't expecting my team to be here at all, so I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, I want to pick them, because they, they've really been, they really have been uh, underdogs, but I mean, man, have they fought, have they scrapped to get here, man. <laughs> I just, it's tough. It's tough to pick who I think, but Man, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to see a game first. I might have to see how a game go first. But you know what? Scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. I'm going to pick the Celtics. And 
I'm going to say six. I'm going to pick the Celtics in six. I just think that they have the better overall team. They have the better overall depth. I mean, yes, Jimmy Butler has been on a whole nother level this entire series, right? This whole playoff, to be honest. He turns into a whole different animal in the playoff. But the thing about this, he can't do it himself. I mean, in the end of the day, they have Jason Tatum and they got Jalen Brown on the other side. And when you got those two, you're on a whole heap of trouble. <laughs> I think Jason Tatum has picked up steam at the right time considering the last two games of what he did to Philly. You know, the 14 in the fourth quarter and then the 50-plus point explosion in game four to get them to this point in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think my team's going to scrap. I think they're going to fight, but I just, I just... I just can't put our pieces up against them. I think Bam is a great, great player. I do. I do. But, you know, Kyle Lowry is, is great. I do. But I just I just don't think we have enough. I think maybe if Hero was in there still, maybe, you know, maybe I could be, you know, pick them to be in six because I still think that, I still think that series is going to go to six, you know. still think that's going to be a six-game series. Um but I just think the Celtics will win because they just have the better depth and talent overall. You know, that's just that's just how I feel. I hate to pick against my team because I wasn't expecting them to be here. I'm very impressed on what we've done. But I mean, we do have one of the best coaches in the league, Coach Spolstra, and you know, Jimmy Buckets is on the team, and he always takes his game to the next level in the playoffs. But it, I got to see somebody else come along for the ride first, and then maybe I can change my prediction. But for right now, I got the Celtics at six. They made the Celtics and Nuggets meet in the meet in the finals, and Nuggets pull it out. I, I still pick the Nuggets to win it all, but Nuggets coming out the West, Celtics coming out the East. Switching over to the NFL a little bit, so the draft happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, players are now on their new team, so congratulations to all the young men that got drafted, or even the young men that didn't get drafted. People that they still got opportunities after after the draft was over, so. Perfectly, and hopefully they will make the most of those opportunities, and we'll see a lot of them on game day rosters and everything like that. Because one accomplishment and one an achievement to make it that far, make it to that level. Uh, so shout out to them! Congratulations again. As far as what the Cowboys did, I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, they said we got you know pieces that we needed as far as improving our you know our run defense and stuff like that. And, that, you know, a guy we drafted in the first round that uh, he's really strong. And, I mean, I saw that he did that 800-pound uh, bench press or long press. I don't remember what type of press it was. It was, like, 800 pounds that he lifted. I was like, wow. You know, so he's a very strong, strong dude. So, hey, maybe we'll have, you know, people that can mull others around and we'll be able to see how that happens and how that takes place. Make that unit a lot stronger because that was definitely what we struggled at last year. She was terrible. <laughs> That's about the best way I can say, and best way I can put it, just terrible. Shoot, they, we were we wasn't stopping a bloody nose. <laughs> I mean, everybody was running through us. So, I mean, you got definitely got to make that formidable, if nothing else. Shoot, because as many as many uh. Teams just in our own division that are run heavy, mainly the Eagles. But shoot, the Giants have a uh, had really decent attack as well with Saquon Barkley leading the way over there. So you need to improve that, you know, level of defense for sure. Uh, hopefully that I'll be able to unleash Micah Parsons a little bit more off the edge now, you know, defensive end, and that's what it seems like the direction they're going into. So still believe we have one of the best defenses in the league 
and definitely in our division and in the NFC overall. Uh, but we'll have to see how that plays out. You know, the tight end that we got, I mean, tight ends usually have a sharp learning curve, so I don't, I don't really know about that. I mean, I kind of wanted us to get Darnell Washington only because that's who they still had that was had the, you know, the best grade or whatever from the first day, and he ended up dropping all the way to the third round, and he was such a value pick and everything like that. But I don't know. You know, I saw a couple of the highlights of the guy that we drafted, you know, Shoemaker, I believe that's how you pronounce it, that he was able to do. And, I mean, it doesn't look like he was used that much in the Michigan offense that he was in. So maybe that does leave, you know, some untapped potential for him to be able to rise and shine, basically, and develop a little bit more. That'll be interesting. I mean, our tight end room is, is decent. I mean, there's no stars out of it just yet, but... There's some really decent players in there for sure. Um, you know, and then we have our the linebacker from Texas over Overshaw. So that's, you know, good for our linebacker room, I believe, because, you know, Leighton Vander is only on a one-year deal anyway, and we lost some linebacker debt with uh, Anthony Barr, you know, basically the party in free agency and things like that. And, Micah Parsons now being used a little bit more on the defensive end. So it's just good to have, you know, rotational pieces and things like that to come in. And then, you know, we got a couple of receivers, a little bit more, you know, defensive end, a little bit more people going that D-line and offensive line as, as, as well, which is definitely needed. You can never have too many people, you know, on both of those lines because you want to have lots of rotating bodies and things like that. And especially with our offensive line, you know, Tyron Smith's getting a little bit older and he's always has, you know, Injuries always get nicked here and there, so, you know, it's good to have those insurance policies, you know, to have a guy that can re rotate in and out, uh, and Richards from North Carolina, so very exciting to see that as well, and, um, you know, we got a receiver from South Carolina, Jalen Brooks, I mean, that position was really, really weak outside of C.D. Lamb last year, to say the least. But I believe we've upgraded it in a big, big way. I'm not going to lie. I believe we've upgraded in a big, big way, you know, with uh, adding Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup having another year to have recovered and be removed from that ACL surgery, ACL injury, and, you know, Jalen Tolbert hopefully taking that next step. So I think we've remade that room a lot. I like the corner that we got. Uh, it's Eric Scott Jr. I think that's great. And, um... You know, that helps the quarter room, especially since, you know, Dorian Lewis is coming off an injury him, himself, and we still have re-signed Anthony Brown. It's good to have depth pieces and nothing else. And he can be able to learn from, you know, Trevon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore, who was another piece that we acquired, which I thought was really good as well, because that second quarter spot was burnt toast all season long last year. So I think that spot is now solidified a little bit better and hopefully maybe even Stephon Gilmore being there he'd help you know mentor and help them young guys because man it was rough last year to say the least my favorite pick definitely was Deuce Vaughn uh especially since we don't have Zeke anymore I mean the guy can flat out play he may be little but man that dude can play that little guy plays his tail off he can run between some tackles the warrior in the workout room his dad you know work for the team he was able to make the call that that was dope I mean, I think that's great, you know, to be able to be a part of, uh, 
you know, see his kids' dreams come true, and I'm glad he's on my team, shit. I think I'm going to draft him for fantasy. I think he's going to be a lot better than people think he is, you know, because I think he can handle a little bit of a load. I think him and Tony Pollard, that's a little bit of thunder and lightning, thunder and lightning right there because he's super, super quick, too. So I'm very, very excited to see how that works out as well. Um, and then we had um, the guy from, I think was thankfully it was San Diego State. So I don't want to forget anybody. Like he, you know, that's another guy for the defensive line. I was talking about the having a those rotational pass rushers and things like that. So I think he comes in and and uh, he's able to handle his business really. So I'm excited to see what he does well. Um, and then lastly, you know, we were able to see a lot of these uh, athletes, you know, Jalen Hurts and Todd Bowles recently. You know, going back and finishing their degrees or getting their degrees after being away for a long, long time. I think that's great that those guys are able to still go out and show that they can be educated and be football players and still do what they do. So shout out to them and congratulations to all graduates everywhere. Because um, it's tough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. College is uh, a different breed, but, you know, and it's not for everybody, but if you make it through, hey, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. Don't let anybody ever downplay it. So congratulations to Mr. Hertz, Mr. Bowles, and all other, you know, NFL graduates. Thank you all for showing, you know, everybody that you can be amazing. You can make your money, play the sport that you love, and do what you love. But you can also go back and finish what you started as well. So shout out to them. Continue to inspire. And that's all I have for y'all today. Thank y'all so much for tuning in, for listening. I'm super excited to get back and do this because now school is over. <laughs> My own college journey is over for this for this year. Uh, so I'm about to be a senior. So I'm about to enjoy that journey. I'll get that degree next year like I just talked about. So I'm excited about that. But um, thank y'all so much for your support for tuning in, for listening, for sharing, for liking, for commenting, doing everything that y'all do. It does not go unnoticed. It is most definitely appreciated. Thank you so much for rocking this long and this hard and looking forward to pushing out lots of great content, talking to y'all and just enjoying y'all this entire summer as we just continue to talk about whatever be going on with y'all. So looking forward to getting feedback soon. Hopefully his you know, he continues to finish up his business and handle himself and everything like that. But he'll be able to be back soon with us so we can both be on here. But hopefully y'all been enjoying me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank y'all so much for everything. We appreciate the support more than y'all know. Just keep it up. And we look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you have any questions, you have any topics that you want us to talk about, hit any of our DMs on any of our socials and Facebook, Twitter. Uh, put it underneath, you know, a tweet or hit us in the comments or send an email. We have a WordPress site. We have Spotify, Apple Music, Apple or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. I mean, there's so many different ways to listen, so many different ways to share. So just keep doing what y'all are doing. We appreciate it. We love y'all. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. And we'll see you on the next one. Take care.